0: Welcome to Millennial Money Minutes, where we tackle tough personal finance topics in five minutes or less. With your host,
1: Grant from MillennialMoney.com and Matt from DistilledDollar.com. Hey everyone, today we've got another listener question from Mark from San Francisco. So the question is, for one saving rate, does this include 401k and IRA contributions? What about HSAs, 529s, etc? So, you know, I think... Uh, for from my perspective, you know, I, I definitely include, you know, my investments towards my savings rate. And so when I think of my investments, I'm thinking, yeah, 520, or not 529s, I'm uh, not there yet. But, um, you know, 529s are for are, are kids' expenses for college, in case anyone doesn't know. But uh, yeah, I do think of the 401k, I do think of the IRA, you know, vehicles that I can put money in towards retirement. Because, um, yeah, you know, when I look at the savings rate, I think of you know, what, it's basically the the money that I'm saving that couldn't, that wouldn't be spent. And I know, I think Grant, you might have a slightly different definition there, but yeah, I mean, savings is just, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, a penny saved is a penny earned. Um, and that's what it comes back down to. And, and you know, after taxes, after everything, you know, w- what do you have left in your accounts and whether it be your bank account or your investment vehicles, I, I think that's all included within the savings rate. So, Within there, I would say um, the IRA, the yeah, the four hundred and one k, the HSA. Um, you know, if you're using the HSA as a as a retirement vehicle, I would include it. But then the five twenty nine, I would probably I would view that more as sort of an asset that you're that you're building up to pay off a future expense. So I wouldn't. Um, I guess I would still include it, include it as a savings rate. Oh,
0: that's where we differ. That's where yeah, we differ. this is a tricky one. I've never yeah. really thought about the 529. Yeah, the 529 but, is, is a tough one.
1: But I, I think I would include it because, you know, let's just say within the year, you know, if if I made 100K and put, uh, you know, $1,000 into that uh, 529, you know, at the end of the year, that's, that's $1,000 in my account. So I would I would add it as, as part of the savings rate.
0: Yeah, I think a good way to look at it, and thanks for the question, Mark, uh, is pre-tax and post-tax. Um, really pre-tax you know what percentage of your income are you contributing to uh, your future Uh, and oftentimes it's it's you know we think a lot about what what you know does your savings rate need to be Uh, to help you retire? And what is the connection between savings rate and years to retirement? And so, you know, if you're saving, say, you know, know, 40% of your income for the future, quote unquote, you know, you can think about it that way. And then so whatever, whatever is for the future. Um, 529s, I think, shouldn't be included, um, just because, you know, you're not able to uh take out uh that money. I don't believe you're able to take out that money for hardship like contributions to IRA and 401k accounts. And so once you've contributed to a five two nine, it has to be used on your children, not for yourself. And so
1: I think there might be one exception for um if that kid basically uh buys a home, I think you can there might be one exclusion there's the So kid, don't yeah don't quote but for it for the up. kid, yeah. not for you. So no, yeah. it's
0: it's it's benefiting your child as a Opposed to you. And so thinking about it in terms of your savings rate for your future, for your retirement, mm-hmm. I don't think I would include it. Um, HSAs, you can go either way. I think, you know, like anything with money, it's great to calculate this a few different ways. It just gives you a different perspective. So maybe lump everything together and just think, what percentage of my income am I not spending? Uh, you know, and that can be your savings rate. Um, and then just divide it out accordingly. Uh, the key thing is, uh, not only try to save as much as possible, but try to escalate that savings rate um, as, as much as you can.
1: Yeah. And one extra thing, you know, when you hear about these 30, 40, 50% savings rates, it's helpful to remember too, that, you know, if you're, if you're investing everything into a 401k and HSA, um, the IRA, 529, these are all tax, you know, these have tax advantage, uh, these are tax advantage accounts. So you get to benefit in terms of, um you know, you you pay less taxes at the end of the year. So, you know, what would have been a tax bill, you know, part of that actually is going to end up in your savings rate. Um, don't quote me on the 529 part. I'm not 100% sure if it's tax advantage, but, um, you know, it definitely offers, um, I, I, I think it is, but, yeah, it definitely offers, um, you know, the extra bit of savings off the, the tax um, that you would have otherwise paid.
0: Yeah, it's definitely tax-advantaged. Um, and just the final point look at sort of your before and after tax. But for, for general purposes, when we're talking about savings rates, it's pre-tax, not post-tax. So if you're like, if we say we're saving 60% of our income, that's our pre-tax income, not post-tax. Uh, because based on you know your tax rate, it's like, you know, it, it, you know, say you're in the 20% tax bracket and you're saving 60% of your income, you're basically saying that you're living on 20%. Uh, and so, yeah, thanks for the question, Mark. Really appreciate it. Um, this is after or before tax savings rate. You heard it here first, and we will chat with you soon. Thanks for listening to Millennial Money Minutes. If you liked this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe. If you want us to cover a specific topic, use hashtag MillennialMoney on Twitter or visit MillennialMoneyMinutes.com.